Well, first off, James, it's nice to talk to you again. I, I barely knew. I know. I know. I don't know ye. Who are you, by the way? I liked the the Army of the Dead podcast. Now I know what it's like to be those people who don't watch something and just listen to the HBO Boys podcast of it because I am truly not going to watch Army of the Dead. The trailer looks bad, and everyone said that it was bad, and what you and Adam said about it did not sound good to me, so I'm not interested. I, with some retrospect now, uh, a bit away from it, I can say that I wish I didn't watch it. <laughs> like, I just, it wasn't that good. And I watched, actually, you know what really solidified it for me? Zack Snyder did a Vanity Fair video where he broke down a scene from the movie. I had watched, it kind of just happened. It started after I watched John Krasinski breaking down the first scene of Quiet Place 2. The And he did that for Vanity Fair. And I watched that video because I'm excited for that movie. I'm going to go see it in the theaters. It's going to be like my first theater experience back. So I watched that. And then it just kind of kept going and showed the safe cracking scene or whatever the heck from Army of the Dead as brought to you by Zack Snyder. And I found him to be annoying found the scene to be annoying. He points out the Snyder cut, and when I read it off of IMDb, I found it interesting, but when he says it, it just sounds smug and stupid. I can say I've seen every Zack Snyder movie, with the exception of Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, that is the one Zack Snyder movie I have not seen. I mean, just based on titles, it's the best one he's ever made. It's a 3D, it's CGI kids movie about oh, i know I, it's like watership down but now starring the owls yeah i saw a trailer for it once and when the title came on screen i was like fuck you but um he's really lost his touch man his last pretty good movie was watchmen and that was all the way back in 2009 and in the 10 years since he really has not made a good movie and oh, you know what i, I haven't seen them all be like a whole I, thing I, I've seen all the movies he's directed. I haven't seen all the movies he's written because he also wrote the 300 sequel and he also wrote Army of the Dead. And again, that's the other one that I haven't seen and probably won't. I got to say, bad writer. Pretty bad writer. Like, he wrote 300 and I think the writing in 300 is pretty good, but uh, Sucker Punch is his original screenplay. It was pure garbage. Uh, in terms of writing, basically every other part of the movie is okay. It's just the writing that's terrible in Sucker Punch. I, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the 300 sequel. I, I you know, no. I, I even kind of forgot that it existed. But maybe I should. In it. I've seen a lot of it on the YouTube. I'm good. He asked James Gunn to rewrite Army of the Dead. And James Gunn's response was basically like, I have my own career. I don't have to do that. Right. He also should have got James Gunn to write justice league and and batman v superman he can't he's <laughs> and, busy and man of steel oh no he, actually Zack snyder did not write man of steel or batman v superman don't bring he did write he did he did write justice league though i never want to talk about man of steel ever again i have so many problems with that movie okay here's this thing i got a lot of information from the mm-hmm. internet a lot of uh tv news i'm gonna read all of it to you and just give me your first thoughts on it okay have you seen bo burnham's new special on netflix no do you know anything about it i know bo burnham is like the rapping singing stand-up uh yeah and if you go in to the new special he did with that in mind your whole world is going to be turned on its head uh, (laughs) because uh, it's being described as like not comedy, not even anti-comedy. It's mostly just sad. But what happens is like for me, because I like him and I liked it, the funny moments are that much funnier because the rest of it is describing an existential crisis happening during the year of the pandemic and uh, it's doing its very best to describe his low and possibly your low during the year. And I think he gets there. Like, I think he keeps digging, honestly, past the low. Like, well, he gets to a point where you're like, oh, oh okay, I got it. Oh, okay. 
it's something I would say for everyone to watch. Just like not during a night where you're like, I need a pick me up. You know, I'm watching Handmaid's Tale with Sam right now. We watch it as it comes out. And every time we start it, we just like take a deep breath because we're like, well, we're not going to be happier when this is over. Yes. And and the other thing that we talked about was uh, you and I briefly talked about John Mulaney. Uh, He did a stand up set where he was talking about like when he relapsed and they had a big intervention and it was just like basically everyone from the New York comedy scene staged an intervention for John Mulaney. And I, I, I was interested because the last thing I heard about John Mulaney is, you know, that, that, that he was sober, basically. And apparently he relapsed. And, and I was like, oh, I wonder what happened, you know, to John Mulaney. And apparently John Mulaney just has like an extremely sad and tragic personal life. Oh, yeah. Started drinking at 13. Uh, is getting divorced from his wife. He asked for the divorce. And he's putting together a new special called From Scratch. And he is maybe a dating Olivia Munn. It, he might be dating Olivia Munn, says the internet. Yeah. But, yeah, not, not, you don't realize from the kind of persona that he has, like, oh, actually, John Mulaney's had a really rough life. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, if when you hear him talk about his college career, he's just like, I was on cocaine and Adderall the entire time. I, so, someone paid for me to do that. Uh, Mayor of East Town just ended. It's, in my mind, the best show I've watched this year so far. Uh, one of the best shows, one of the best whodunits I've ever watched. And I'm not going to get into the show because it's hard to talk about it at all without spoiling. It's a whodunit, so you can't really talk about it, right? But what I will say is that it had a traditional release schedule, just like Handmaid's Tale is having right now. Uh, It's not the Netflix release schedule. It came out once a week at a specific time on a specific day, and I enjoyed it very much not just the show but also the release schedule i liked having two shows a week that i was actively watching and looking forward to uh and this is all at the same time that i binge watched a show on netflix jupiter's legacy which we've talked about in the past i watched it right after invincible that makes it tougher because invincible's truly truly great but also i believe had a traditional release date right yeah, and well, talking about release dates, we're just going to get into Barry, and I was just wanted to ask really quick before I forget, does Barry have a release date? It still it still doesn't. It still doesn't. And before I leave Jupiter's Legacy really quick, it just got canceled at Netflix. It did. Uh, wow. Yeah. Which uh honestly good. I kind of think it deserved to be canceled. I think when it goes up against Everything else that's going up again. When I like, I watched. I've watching a lot of television recently, and out of all of it, I finished it. But when I got to the end, I was like, eh, "I'm not sure." That's the thing. Is like it's going up against the MCU shows, and then released at the exact same time as Invincible. And Invincible kind of already blew the MCU shows out of the water. And Jupiter's Legacy is like not even as good as one of those. No, and I've only seen the first two episodes, but I already know that. Yeah, you don't have to keep going. It's cool. Speaking of the MCU, Moon Knight had a announcement. Uh, I guess the worst kept secret in Hollywood is that uh, Oscar Isaac is playing Moon Knight. If y'all don't okay. know, it is something I just learned. Moon Knight is basically Marvel's response to Batman. And by response, I mean like, hey, look, this is ours. This is Batman, but ours. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Moon Knight. I'm familiar with the Moon Knights, which sure. are the the villains from Aqua Teen Hunger Force Holy who live on shit. the moon and yeah. fire the quad laser. <laughs> I just like that both sides of the court, it's like when TikTok came out and Instagram was like, oh, we could do that. We already have the background to be able to do it. We'll just call it something else. And boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's basically what you made, but we called it something else. That's cool, though. I like Oscar Isaac. He's another one of those actors like that, you know, Star Wars material was really bad. But Oscar Isaac and uh, now his name is escaping me. Kylo Ren. Adam Driver? Adam Driver are like always good in everything. And so like even though like Rise of the Skywalker was dog shit, like there were at least two people giving good performances in it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can give it credit for that. In any major movie that has over a million or a hundred million dollar budget, like that's can be said for any of them. Like, well, yeah, there was one actor in it who was killing it. Like, yeah, they could hire anyone. So they hired at least one person who can act. I don't know if they get points for that. In Justice League, it's like, yeah, what we had, Dr. Stone, okay, we had a good performance. What else do you want? I don't know, uh, a lot. I'd like you to cut down two hours of it. I'd like you to not waste so much of my time and then get to the end and be like, and then do an interview five days later and be like, here's what two and three would be, by the way, if I did it. So she, do you think I should do it? And then I watch Army of the Dead and I think, no, no. Not unless you're going to let James Gunn. Right and direct. If you are you gonna let James Gunn fuck? If you let James Gunn fuck, then sure, but he ain't going to because he's busy making a John Cena show and then immediately Guardians of the Galaxy three and then doing whatever he wants when his Suicide Squad does any amount better than the other one did. I was very shocked to learn from your Army of Darkness podcast that Sly Stallone is playing this killer shark. Yeah. In, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. That was some uh, Adam Carner tidbit right there. Did not know that. The Carn Dog came in hot with that one. And uh, yeah. You had, you had said that was the movie you were looking forward to back in January, which I thought was strange because I was like, well, that, that that's a weird choice. But the trailer actually looked pretty good. Like, be, because of that stupid controversy, Guardians 3 is coming out way later. So it's kind of like we get Guardians 2.5. With Suicide Squad. Right. With less Chris Pratt, who is a, tr- a true leading man. So we'll see. I- I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad because I like the idea that they did a bad job on the first one. And they were like, yeah, let's just try it again. I like the idea that two movies are being made so close together that are the same thing. It's just, it. it's a lack of ego that is so interesting to me. Like, no, no, we fucked it up. I don't know what to tell you. We're going to do it again. We're going to try it again. Do it fucking live. I think he has found a great role for John Cena, who is hardcore angling to be the next Rock, and and could be. Uh, I mean, as long as The Rock doesn't say The Rock, I suppose. And by the way, what you're saying, or what you're intimating is, The Rock is the biggest star on Earth. So, yeah. Uh, John Cena has a chance, and he has a whole show that... A guy just got fired off the show because of creative differences... Uh, I read that the other day. James Gunn fired a dude. Uh, not like a main player, but like I think one of the villains. And I just love that. I love creative differences as a reason so much because it always means the same thing. They were being a douche nozzle, so they had to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wesley Snipes strangled the director of uh, Blade Trinity because of creative differences. Creative differences. He couldn't breathe for a sec. Just creative differences. Hey, do you want me to read something that uh, ruins a bit of season two of Raised by Wolves? Something I've already read and uh, about a show that I don't like to begin with. And this, I I don't know why Aaron Guzikowski told all of these facts to this person, but it like gives away actual narrative structure. Do you want me to do that? No. Okay, great. <laughs> then I'm not going to, but I'll tell you, I was going through all the television news. I read three paragraphs of this stupid article, and now I know a lot. Too much, I would argue, about Raised by Wolves. Aaron Guzikowski's like, he's doing the Zack Snyder thing, even though they're making season two. He's like, I'll just, uh, I'll tell him what I'm going to do anyway. Yeah, I think it's like an inferiority complex he has. He just like Ridley Scott's name gets put on it. He's like, no, this isn't mine, and I'm coming up with it, and I'm going to tell you what it is even before it happens. Right, I, I, I'm imagining now like the the Simpsons meme where you know Homer and the guy across the desk. He's like, uh, "Oh, well, you know that scene in Raised by Wolves where the robot lady spits up a snake? Yeah, that was me. And <laughs> that was Homer, me. Homer baby reaches across and, and punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read the rest of the HBO Max, uh, which, by the way, is having a ten dollar ad version of it coming out soon uh, it's like one of the it's one of the main wb how, discovery wait, how things. much is it without ads 15 what the fuck yeah <laughs> what do you think it should be lower yeah, netflix is eight yeah 
and has no ads ever. And uh, and, and they way were like, more we stuff. We want to be more like Hulu, you know, have 80 seconds of ads every two seconds. Like regular HBO doesn't have ads, and that's the big draw. Listen, they got tears for you, James. Okay. And by the way, why are you complaining you just use my account? <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like there's nothing on HBO Max. It's famous for a terrible Zack Snyder recut, and it's already way too expensive at $15. $10. If there were no ads, it's already a bit of an ask for me. Well, this is how they beg to differ, because they have a lot of movies happening on HBO Max the day they also happen in theaters for the rest of the year. And I don't know if they can argue that again next year when most likely the movies are just going to be normal, but I'm going to read you all the movies that are coming out from June to December... Same day HBO Max release as theaters, and tell me which one you are most excited for and least excited for. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll react as you read them. Great. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Actually looks okay. Really? Mm-hmm. The trailer, right. I, thought, I thought it was okay. And I hate The Conjuring, but the trailer looked all right. Hmm. In the Heights. Eh, I'll watch it. <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy. <sighs> How dare you? How dare you? Space Jam is a perfect franchise, and I cannot wait. The Suicide Squad. That I want to see. Sure. Reminiscence. Never heard of it. Me either. Malignant. Never heard of it. Oh, we have... Oh, no, James. Wait, oh, are the, no. wait is one of those the, 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 the Nolan Joy project? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reminiscences, right? Yeah. Yeah, Reminiscence is the written by and directed by Lisa Joy, starring Hugh Jackman and Tandy yes. Newton. Tough times. I, well, I remember I I retweeted when Lisa Joy put that out. I was like, this looks like some Westworld season three type of stuff. And it does. It really does. I'm glad that <laughs> you never heard of it. Fuck. Yes, we have. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark. Mm, yeah, it has going. John Barenthal in it. Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> Directed by the guy who did Thor Dark World and seven episodes of Game of Thrones. If he did Thor Dark World, well then... The bad one. Color me $15 lighter. (laughs) Uh, October 1st, Dune. Eh. Yeah, you're down on Dune. I mean, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch it. I'm super up on it uh, at the moment, but we'll see how it goes. October 22nd, Cry Macho. Yeah, maybe stick to the things I might know about here. <laughs> it, it's an upcoming Clint Eastwood joint. Okay. Uh, November, King Richard. This is the Shakespeare play, Richard III, or what? Nah, it's a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams becomes who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams, played by Will Smith. Wow, that was pretty far off base from what I said. Sure. And in December... Matrix 4. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure going to watch that. Why not Batman? Why didn't you say Batman? I don't know. It wasn't on this list. Should it have been? Isn't it coming out this year? Batman. Robert Pattinson. It is coming out in 2022, March 4th. Motherfucker. I'm canceling my HBO Max subscription. Yeah. 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 Get rid of it, dude. You don't even need it. And that is the last thing I have other than Loki is next week. And I, the amount of time in between Falcon and Loki is uh, too much. They should have just made it instantaneous. So just to check, it's now June. So there's half the year is over and... It's $15 a month for HBO Max, and you did say about three movies that I wanted to see. So, the next six months, if you stay subscribed to HBO Max, is about $90. Yeah. Uh, uh, before tax. Yep. And and then, let's see, if I were going to see The Matrix, I probably would not go to see In the Heights in theaters. I probably would not go to see Dune in theaters. I would go to see The Matrix in theaters. I would go to see Suicide Squad in theaters. That would probably only run me maximum $60 if I am just, you know, lonely man going to the movies by myself. 
which uh, once you have kids, you do sometimes find yourself doing. Um, <laughs> I don't have but, kids, and I do it all the time. And uh, so that that probably still wouldn't run me ninety dollars. Hold right? on, Sammy's calling. Although I do not pay for HBO Max, as Ryan Hello. said, I I just use Ryan's HBO Max. What's up? But that's okay. I expect Ryan to use the Patreon money to pay for my half of the HBO Max <laughs> subscription. I guess Ryan is maybe still recording his side of the conversation. But if I say entertaining stuff, then maybe Ryan has to leave his end of his personal conversation on the track, which oh. might be interesting for you guys. Oh, in the fucking backwoods of CT, baby. Here's an inside personal detail about Ryan's life for you guys. Yeah. He's not married to Sam, but he may as well... Sh- like, yeah, he may as well be, because they've been together... For a very long time, and they live together in a house where they live He's alone. Talking together. in my ear right now. He's listening so they... to our conversation and having a conversation <laughs> with a, an audience who I will have to decide on whether or not I I keep in the show. <laughs> and so, while they are not legally married, I would say the dynamic they have is very close to a married couple, at least from what I That's true. have observed. I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'll, I'll okay. Bye. I love you too. You're breaking up. We're not. What? We're breaking up. up. No, no. I stand, you guys. Okay, bye. Oh, fuck. Lost in the woods? What's going on? Yeah, she's in Killingworth right now. She was at her cousin's. And we don't fucking have like lights on the road in Killingworth. It's just darkness. Right. So at any point, a cow could just appear in the middle of the road you're driving because it's Killingworth. Cow, more likely than cow would be deer, but yes, the sentiment is correct. Yeah, this is some Connecticut shoreline hot town gossip for you guys. <laughs> so, Killingworth, yeah, bad town. Clinton, good town. Good no, stuff. That's the good Depending word. on where you're from. If you're from Westbrook or from Madison, you'd be like, no, Clinton, bad town. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever their opinions don't even matter. Anyway, I don't know where we ended up at Loki, but I think we should be done now and let's do Barry. Let's start the show. Yeah. Unless, Ryan, Ryan, I, well, I'm ready. I just wanted to say, like, we just did 25 minutes, and I was thinking after you said it, that, like, oh, we're going to do the first episode of Barry and then jump into Loki. Is that the thing to do? Or do we just post the banter as this week's episode? Sure. Because I'm just thinking, like, Will that be straight? What episode of Barry? Then all of Loki. Then it's episode two of Barry. You're right. That is kind of dumb. <laughs> but what if we just talked about like one more thing to round out this one? Okay, well, we'll start with this one. You know what, James? That is a good idea. Let's not do Barry season two, episode one, and then go straight into Loki and forget about Barry for weeks. Let's just post the banter episode that we're recording right now on the main channel. Anyway, what is the one more thing you'd like to talk about with our main audience? Uh, why don't we talk about video games? Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, dude. I know what... I assume that because you brought it up, you have something that you want to talk about, but I want to mm-hmm. get something off my chest really quick, and like, okay, I, go I, ahead, and, I'd, go and ahead. I'd like to make uh, a certain number of people listen to me about it. So Please do. I play the Far Cry series, right? Oh, okay. It's a post-apocalyptic bullshit. You shoot people. Everyone's on drugs. Everyone's mad at you. And I played Far Cry 5 in 2018. And you have this like long story where at the end you kill the bad guy who is a religious zealot who's high on drugs constantly. And you shoot him in the face, if you're me, with a shotgun over and over and over and over. He's on the ground after like the cutscene. You keep shooting him, really make sure he's dead, right? And then it has like a spiritual successor of a, a sequel called Far Cry New Dawn. And it's a reimagining of the same map. So they just used the map again, but changed it a bit. It's like a glorified mm. DLC, right? And I'm like, that's fine. It's 17 years afterwards. It is going to have different characters. You're not playing the same guy. It's going to have different villains who 17 years later are affecting the landscape in a different way. And then two hours into the video game, 
it's basically like, hey, how about you fuck yourself? The guy isn't dead. The guy you shot a bunch of times, not dead. He's in this game too. Fuck you. And like, uh, uh, and like the way you get to him is a follow quest. And everyone knows that follow quests are stupid and they take forever. And the character you're following is glitching out half the time. And you're just watching him go sideways, but in, in place for five thousand seconds and i'm gonna finish you, you, game, you keep getting but. you keep getting the instruction that's like don't get too close don't get too far away it's like all right i've done this mission a thousand times in other games game it's not my first day at the rodeo and the end of that is that i'm gonna 100 percent the game i always will but i'm complaining about it because it's annoying anyway you brought up video games so i assume you have Something on your mind as well. well. First of all, I didn't know you were a Far Cry fan. And I want to say, I know you're an Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah. If you are both an Assassin's Creed and a Far Cry fan, you have got to play Dishonored 1 and 2. Dishonored is a hybrid of Assassin's Creed and Far Cry with some fantasy elements. It's a lot of fun. It's either like a stealth game or it's like a violent psychopath game. You can mm. play either way you like. I play it the second way. Uh, the, the, I call it the Rambo method. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, get Dishonored. If you have, like, either Game Pass, I think it's free on both. Dishonored 1 and 2. Both very good games. Dishonored 2 is a little bit better than Dishonored 1, but it's because it came out several years later. They're both great, though. Hmm. Okay. I assume that's not what you brought to the no, discussion no. in but, your brain, but, 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 but I, but but I do, appreciate do, the do input. Think about it. Just think about it. I will think um, about it. It's, it is the hybrid of the two games you like, and you'd probably like it. I'm one of the a dozen people who's got a PS5. Um, yes, I know all of our friends are mad at you. Well, because I kept on bothering all my friends to help me get one stateside, and then putting absolutely no effort into it. Like, my wife surprised me by being like, yeah, I got you a Korean PS5. Here it is. I got it without even trying that hard. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. That this is great, and, you know. Thanks for thanks for nothing, friends in America. Didn't do it. <laughs> but, no, but but a lot of them they did try. They did try hard. My uh, wife walked into an alleyway and like slammed into a pile of PS fives and brought me one home. You idiots! No, she just walked into the you know the department store like you got any PS fives? The guy's like, yeah, just take one off the stack. <laughs> you know. Because it's a hot ticket item in the United States, and scalpers are buying them up like crazy. And there is not a big scalping culture in South Korea. And I'm not trying to make any kind of generalizations or anything, but I, I, I do know that, like, Koreans aren't looking to spend more than SRP on shit, right? Like, uh, there's an insane consumer culture in America where it's like, I need the thing, I need it right now, even if it's three times... What I would pay at a store, whatever, just give it to me. Yeah, I mean, what you're doing right now, you gave it a caveat, but you're calling Americans greedy, which, to be fair, isn't far <laughs> off, and you're calling South Koreans cheap. No, I'm calling them thrifty, which is a positive. Oh, thrifty is a better word for the cheap, yeah. But yeah, a scalping's out of control right now, uh, if you're not aware. Not just aware. PS5s and Xboxes. I tried to get like, you a PS5. I'm very you did, aware. You did. You tried. But like, also, graphics cards are like impossible to get in America. Impossible. Actually, goddamn impossible. It's so annoying. And insanely, well, perhaps more understandably, Pokemon cards are being well. scalped. Insane. And, and very strangely, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are like also now a hot commodity. And Yu-Gi-Oh was never cool. But like it, it, it had its heyday when I was like twelve, and then since then, n nobody plays it. Like you have to be bottom of the barrel F tier nerd. To, oh, like, nobody's playing, playing Pokemon either, man. Like they're both of those are just because there's been a huge card pack opening trend on Twitch, okay. and all the children are watching it. And having their parents buy them card packs of games they don't even know how to play. Right. Magic the Gathering not having the same problem because they print millions and millions of cards. And so, like, go ahead and try to buy up all the Magic cards at your local store. You won't be able to. But anyway, I, I got a PS5. Lucky me. Uh, yeah. Very privileged. I, I'm still on, I'm still following the Twitter accounts and on the subreddit of people trying to get a PS5. 
and you know, I, I'm watching them like you know, despair. Are you just oh, maniacally the, laughing? The, watching no, their no. Sadness? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there. But for the grace of God, goes me. Hang in there, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the cat me. on the tree meme. <laughs> but I, anyway, so I, I just one hundred percented. I beat, you know, I, I beat the game twice. I saw the secret ending of Returnal for PS5. It's a fucking amazing game. Roguelites have pretty much like solidified as my favorite genre of game. That's where like. You know the kind of permadef, play die repeat formula of game. Uh, I love that shit. Hades was my favorite game of last year. It was a roguelite. Returnal is probably going to end up being my favorite game of this year. It's a roguelite. I know nobody has a PS5, but if you're interested in getting <laughs> yeah. one or have an opportunity to get one, and you're thinking, "Oh, should I get one or should I wait?" Returnal is the killer app for the PS5. It's already out. This is a real humble brag right now. And this, and this is coming from a person who doesn't want a PS5. Right. It's got a great story. It's got a great aesthetic. It's got really amazing music. The kind of, you know, the, they act like this is the first roguelike ever made with the name like Returnal or whatever. And then also what they do with the music. There's a really amazing like sci-fi score. And you're hearing it all throughout like this one level. Like every time you enter a new area, it'll be like, wah, 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 wah. And it just sounds like haunting... <laughs> sci-fi music right it sounds like haunting sci-fi music i would play this game if if all the music was you humming it but listen you hear that and you hear that a million times in like weird synthesoid theremin sci-fi music right mm-hmm. and around the hundredth time you realize oh that's the opening line to the blue oyster cult song all our times have come here but now they're gone don't oh, fear the reaper it's a sample of don't fear the reaper that they've stolen yes. Well, no, in the credits, they play the whole song. They have- They've stolen it. <laughs> but just a, a really impressive touches like that. It's a beautiful little game. It's totally complete of the 16 people listening to this. If anyone else has a PS5, yeah. I'd be interested to know. Let me know. Nudes, dastardly fiends. And you're right. Uh, I'll look at the, uh, the the data for this episode. The oh, wait, no, this they're- is going out. This is not. This is going out. This is not Patreon. This is going I know. <laughs> right. Okay, so of the 200 people who are listening to this, if you have PS5, uh, hit me up. If you want to join our Discord to post ads to hentai games, go ahead. Oh, yeah. That happened this week. We made our Discord. We have a general chat where anyone can join. There's still the patrons-only chat. Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-Y-Z. One or more dollar a month to join that. But you can actually get on the Discord now. We're going to be tweeting out the actual link and only one person joined this week and that person uh, posted a hentai game ad <laughs> and uh and and you know it was just disappointing james because we all right, said hi to them because it was a bad game <laughs> yeah. oh oh no you're right you know it was disappointing because it was a bot right not the game i didn't play the game no no right yeah I got nine hours in. Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5 came out of nowhere. It booms down to his ankles, and I was pissed. But yeah, guys, if you're one of our uh, listeners in, in Beirut, <laughs> join the Discord. Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, just as a, a fun little thing at the end here, and this will only be if I can find my phone. Here, one second. Let me, Ryan, stay on the line. I'll be right back. Oh, oh okay. Sick. Hi, Ryan. I'm back. All right, I'm watching a drone video. Uh, it's a drone that's crashing into a volcano. Uh huh. So they're just wasting a drone. Um, I don't think it's purposeful, but I'll tell you, this drone is me- oh, it's melting and it's dead. Okay, what do you have? Uh, remember when we did the uh 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 the Reddit relationship advice episode? I recall that. Yes, that was that was one of my favorite episodes. Mm. And I do hope uh, that we do it again someday. Uh, maybe me, you, and Sam, uh, if Adam's hard to get. Yeah, he always plays hard to get. But why don't we do a little one right now? I'll read to you a situation, and you can uh, you can you can give your thoughts on it. Okay, this episode's going to be called Television, Video Games, and Hodgepodge Bullshit. A little integrity. Why'd you post it in the first place if you're just going to delete it when your girlfriend found it and got mad at you? (laughs) 
Do you have a, a general sense as to what it was? Oh, yeah. I, I've got the snapshot right here. Oh. Boom, motherfucker. You can't run from the Wayback Machine. Or I guess you can. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you can run as much as you'd like, but I will find it one day. All right. This is r slash relationship advice. Um, I'm not going to read the title because it'll give away the game. But this is a 28-year-old male who has a 25-year-old girlfriend. Okay? Yes, uh, I know the logistics of the question. All right. So, my girlfriend and I have been together for five years now. She's always been highly into Dungeons & Dragons, Lord of the Rings, and high fantasy content in general. Okay. I mean, that's all right. What do you mean it's um, all right? That's are you saying are you gatekeeping those things? No, no, I say I I I would appreciate a girl who is into that kind of thing. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. I am into it somewhat and enjoy indulging her hobbies. But I'm mostly an anime fan. Oh, okay. Throwing a wrench. So this is now like if if Ryan and I were in a homosexual relationship, he would be yeah. the girl and I would be the right. anime fan. This is right. a lot like that. You're right. It's a weeb fighting a nerd. Neither one of these people has ever, like, scored a point in a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Dude, this, this was not the prom king and queen, I'm thinking. Yeah, anyway. unless it was, like, <laughs> at uh, a high school where every single person is going to go to MIT. On the other hand, she has no interest in indulging my hobbies. While I play D&D with her, partake in a yearly Lord of the Rings movie marathon with her, and go to a Renaissance festival three times a year with her... She has no interest in even trying to watch anime with me, going to conventions, etc. She honestly thinks anime is pretty cringy and would rather just let me partake in it by myself. Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings is dope and for the cool kids, and you only like your little weeb shit, so get off my boots, bitch. Is that her, that's, vi- is that her vibe? That's, yeah, that's Ryan speaking in her voice. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Our relationship is good in most aspects. When someone says that's fine, whatever, they totally mean it. That's like you're talking to your significant other and and they're like, like, is everything okay? And they're just like, it's fine. It's fine like that. You're like, oh, it doesn't sound fine. After a number of years, though, the other person does start to go like, oh, okay, cool. Perfect. (laughs) The issue is that starting around the beginning of the year, she has been going out in public dressed as her elf persona. What the fuck? (laughs) She will wear elaborate medieval gowns, wear fake elf ears, and speak in a fake Irish accent. It sounds like a TikTok. Oh. It sounds like a girl with elf ears being like, anime? You fucking nerd. Anime is fucking cringe. It's only cool <laughs> to talk in a fake Irish accent while wearing elf ears. And come on, fake Irish. Now you're doing tropes, okay? You're the, the Irish one who just community. Did that. Is it an uproar? Yeah, but I because I was uh, standing up against her. Tyranny in I a brave voice? <laughs> I think the girl from Brave is Scottish, Ryan. So who's canceled now? You saying that they're all the same? Yes. I think Ryan is actually of Irish ancestry. So. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make it fine. Also, nobody cares. This will happen multiple times a week when we go shopping, visit friends, and more. She has even showed up to dinner with my family dressed as an elf. She will talk about nature spirits and the mother goddess and basically randomly LARP as an elf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is that, are you cool with this so far, Ryan? Your girlfriend does this? You just, you don't like, accept it? Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, why, hey, your girlfriend didn't used to dress like that and now she dresses like an elf. What's going on? I don't know, man. The pandemic got real weird. She leaned into what she loves really hard, and she still won't watch Attack on Titan with me. I think we're, I, we're almost done. Uh, to be honest, like if she's being an elf, even at like dinner with the family, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's like, damn, man, the sex can't be that good. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's other sides to that story, which is like, uh, I feel like this might be my only option. Uh, Elf girl might be it for me. Well, let's hear how he handles it. Oh, perfect. I decided that enough was enough. I couldn't stop her from being an elf, but I could still retaliate. She was meeting up with three friends and wanted me to meet up with them. Yeah, yeah, pandemic. There are virtually no cases where we live and we have lockdown. I decided to dig up my old Naruto cosplay and then drove to meet them at the park. 
I was in full get-up and waved over to my girlfriend. She looked at me as if I had just shot her dog. (laughs) And then I did shoot her dog. I put my arms behind my back, and I Naruto ran as fast as I could down to meet them and said, A true ninja is always on time. Believe it! And I did some hand signs randomly with my hands. This never happened, but keep going. Uh, Her friends were confused and had no idea what to do. After we walked and talked for a bit, my girlfriend took me aside and more privately and started uh, yelling at me, saying that I was humiliating her, that I was just being petty and trying to get revenge on her and bully her because she likes to cosplay. Which, yes, I think based on the narrative that he has explained so far, that is the case. Yeah, there's like... (sighs) Just get to the end. Um... Oh, shit. Sorry, I, I jumped the gun a little bit. All right, so, so, sorry. Uh, do some creative editing. All right. This is back, back before the Naruto thing happened, because this is kind of explains the situation. All right. While I want to be supportive of her, it can frankly get pretty embarrassing. My tipping point was when I got on a Zoom call with my family so we could spend time with my cousin, who is undergoing chemo and who can't see people face-to-face due to the pandemic. My girlfriend joined the Zoom call from her own room, fully dressed as an elf, and she was doing the Irish accent. My whole family was very confused, but polite. At one point, my girlfriend said something like, I will send my wishes to the Luna Goddess and ask for her blessing of recovery to cast upon you. Her magic will cleanse the illness from your body. I was honestly mortified, and the call ended very soon after. So that's bad. That's one never happened. Again, none of this this happened. It's all made up. But if we're all living in this world, fine. Two, yeah. That's pretty bad. You can't do a fake accent to a chemo patient. That's like 8,000th level of hell shit. I'm going to make this moment about me. I ended up taking her aside and spoke with her very politely and gently, saying something like, hey, I want to support you, and I will always love you. I know dressing up as a character and fantasy stuff in general means a lot to you, but I would really like it if you could lighten up on the cosplaying and LARPing randomly during everyday life. I'd be happy to put aside one day a month where we can go out together like this, because honestly, it can be a little embarrassing. And that comment to my cousin, uh, a little appropriate. Inappropriate? <laughs> a little? Sure. She blew a gasket and started snapping and yelling at me, going on about how I'm trying to repress her, how I should never be embarrassed at my girlfriend expressing her true self, etc., etc. She said she was humiliated by what I had just said, and that I was adding salt to the wound when I suggested doing it once a month. I mean, <sighs> there are many... Okay, one... Your truth, people's truths have become very important to them, or at least the people who are on the internet a lot and uh, are afraid to make phone calls to people. Uh, Those people care about their truths very much, and when they feel like they're being squashed, they immediately are the victim. Uh, I would argue they are not. You you aren't allowed to do the shit you want to do all the time around everyone all the time, and you're not allowed to do the brave voice to a person who has uh, cancer, because that's not very nice. Again, it's not about you. Secondarily to that, none of this ever happened. I want to keep pointing that out. Thirdly to that is... You then fast forward to... To the, to the Naruto incident, and they have the fight again, right? And, and he, here's the ending. So she, he's Naruto, she's saying, you're just trying to get revenge on me, this is unfair. Uh, and I simply told her that because she is comfortable enough to be her true self in public so often, I thought that she would accept who I really am. I told her that cosplaying and being Naruto in daily life was something that I always wanted to do, but didn't think... I would have a significant other that was okay with it. And I told her that I realized I couldn't control her and that I was being cruel. And so instead, I needed to embrace my inner ninja and become Naruto more often. I told her that she should be supportive of me like I am of her. <laughs> she then stabbed me. I did not see that coming. She wanted to yell more, but we all had to go to a cafe for lunch. When we walked there, what? about 10 minutes, no. we were talking. That was a stupid <laughs> sentence. I hate, we, she would have yelled more, but we had to go to a cafe for lunch. Well, they were with friends. And they were hungry. I get it. Yeah. One of her female friends asked me hesitantly, so what do you do for a living? Uh, Immediately, I responded with, I'm going to become Hokage. I'm the strongest ninja ever lived. I need to train harder and refuse to lose to Sasuke. Believe it. Never happened. Keep going. I let them know I had to use the restroom and proceeded to Naruto run to the bathroom. 
with my hands behind my back. Once all of this was over, we were home for the day. My girlfriend sobbed and said I was humiliating her. How anime and Naruto were way cringier than Lord of the Rings and fantasy LARPing, and how I was obviously just trying to get back at her. I insisted I am just being my true self, and that she is being a hypocrite. I let her know that as long as she is randomly allowed to be an elf in public and in social situations with me, that that is innately uh, enough permission for me to do the same as Naruto. Honestly, fair game. If you can be the moon elf wherever we go, I should be able to be probably not Naruto, but maybe an original character from the Naruto mythos that you identify. Because she identifies as the elf version of herself. You're identifying as literal Naruto. That seems a little different. He should have to create his own OG character, which is him in the Naruto verse. My yes, opinion. that is where he went wrong. He did less writing than she did. He doesn't come up with his own story. Yeah, that's that's where it's where it's where it's really all falling apart. Uh, the you know the common thread. With all these relationship advice things are, hey. That they're, that they're fake. <laughs> yeah, they're all fake, one. But two is like, hey, they're being selfish. And now I deserve to be selfish. And now we're going to have a conversation where you shouldn't have been selfish to begin with. And I shouldn't have retaliated. And I should have been the bigger man. But I was frustrated. And now can we all oh, come they, to terms with that? That is, that is no. the instinct <laughs> that a lot of people have. It's like, oh, you did a bad thing. I will now do the same bad thing. And that literally just never works. That never go. It just makes the other person angry. Yes. They're never like, oh, I now realize the error of my ways. No, it just turns into a big fight. Listen, James, it depends on the goal, okay? If your goal is to be with this person and you love them to death and you want them to stop making mistakes that really ruin your time and life, uh, then you have to have a uh, conversation with them. And if they don't change, then it's just not meant to be. But also, like, uh, I, as I get older and older in life, I do feel sometimes that, like, you know how people, when you're a kid, be like, violence isn't the answer? It absolutely is sometimes. You know how some people are like, you, know, you should be the bigger man. Almost, You should never almost be the... You know why? Because fuck that other person. They deserve to know how you feel, and the way they deserve to figure it out is by you, Naruto, running across a expansive park and then doing a goddamn Naruto... I don't know anything about Naruto. Just do fucking karate you, you one know of the, her friends. You know the memes where you have the arms behind your back and running around? Yeah. Like be that, an actual yeah. ninja. Punch one of her friends in the neck. All right, so here's, here's the ultimate ending. It's been a few days now. She's still not happy with me. Uh, we decided to meet up for a date the other day at a bookstore, and when I arrived, I was dressed normally, and she was dressed as an elf. Luckily, I went to the bathroom, and in my backpack, I had my Naruto cosplay from the other day. So I changed into it and ran back out to her, saying, Let's find a good bowl of ramen, believe it! And making <laughs> hand signs again. She walked out and has not spoken to me since. And here's why I think I might be the asshole in this situation. In truth, I have absolutely no desire to live my life as Naruto. It's not my true self at all. I am lying about that, which she is 100% right, uh, that I am just doing this as revenge for her being an elf so often and refusing to compromise. I really am just doing this to make a point, and I know I am being petty. Oh my, whatever. I'm not cringe. I just hate her, and hating women is cool. Well, no, he hates the elf shit, and he did say, you know... I hate the elf shit, but I'll accept the elf shit at least once a month. She's like, no, no compromise on the elf thing. I'll be the elf as much as I want. And so this is where you get to the Uno reverse card of like, well, then I'll be, I'll do the same thing right back at you. And that'll teach you an ironic lesson. But like that, as we said, that does not work. That's never worked uh, any, at, ever, at anyone's relationship. You were Merida to a person with cancer. It's fucking over. It's like, it's, <laughs> that's, you, that shouldn't have gone on past that day. And there is this thing where, like, sometimes in a cycle of relationships, you just have a person on one side of it who tries to be the victim no matter what. And it's like their own version of how they're selfish. And then mm -hmm. the other person who, will choose to over and over again either like you know get beat down just kind of deal with it 
or one day snap and dress like Naruto and do hand gestures and, you know, punch one of uh, the elf's friends in the neck while the elf is like, how dare you? And then, you know what? No, double down, double down, double down until they're gone and then get a new uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, get whatever significant so other you I, want I think, yeah, at, who at doesn't the story, make there was fun enough of an indication. Yeah, there was enough of an indication that this was not going to work as she was not willing to you know, embrace any kind of anime lifestyle. And he did not really have that strong of an interest in fantasy shit. She needs to go find her. Like, I don't think there's a future for Galadriel and Naruto. She needs to find an elf boyfriend. He needs to find someone who's low key into anime and they can be anime weekend warriors, which is all this guy sounds like he wants to be. He does not want to Naruto run everywhere. (laughs) He's just doing it to bully his girlfriend. Be honest with me, James. This is a story that you wrote. It's about your wife yeah. and you, and you haven't seen this her in is months. Me and my wife. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did like in college. I had a girlfriend who was like a Lord of the Rings girl, and I was a fan, an anime boy. And I do remember like trying to push her to get into anime several different like times. I'm pretty sure I got her to watch over a hundred episodes of One Piece, just like hating. Jesus it. I'm Christ! Like, just, just keep watching, and eventually you'll like it. And I didn't have it. <laughs> and when if she got to a hundred James, that is a special kind of person who didn't <laughs> kill you, and they, they should have. Uh, and this is also like hearing this story. Like, I am uh, a surface level. Like Two Towers is my favorite movie. I've watched the anime that you've told me to watch. Uh, Sam, my girlfriend, has never watched Lord of the Rings in her entire life. I'm not going to make yeah. her do it. If I asked, she'd say no, and I'd be like, that makes a lot of sense. And then we'd all move on with our lives, because we like different things, and who cares? Yes. And you know, my wife and I, uh, we met in Japan when I was teaching there, and she was studying there. She lived there for 10 years. If I was like, uh, uh, wife, come watch anime with me, she, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't finish the sentence before she had already turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That that's too far over the line. Uh, we did watch Lord of the Rings together at some point earlier in our relationship, but I, I mean, she liked it. She wasn't good about to change her life and become a Lord of the Rings head, but I mean, she enjoyed it. Well, uh, you know that's her loss, James. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for coming along with us on uh, you know television news, uh, a story that James definitely wrote himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, video games for a little while, just like my feelings yeah. on Joseph and Seed. It, it, if and you want to hear the uncensored erotic version of that story that I wrote, uh, join the Patreon while I'll be yeah. posting it. It's very filthy, a lot of kink. <laughs> yeah, in that one, Galadriel and Naruto make a elf Naruto baby. Oh and shit! You, yeah, you get to see the birth live. That it's like a long graphic birth. It's pretty hot yeah 10 pages oh we're still talking no this is a movie <laughs> this is a oh, this is a movie i produced yeah. a whole movie it's two hours and 30 minutes long and honestly there had to be cuts because it's longer than that lot on the cutting room floor that's a good place to stop she's crowning james <laughs>